Welcome to Taylor and Steve's Short Takes. Every so often when Taylor and I are chatting before we start recording, I have specific writing questions for her, and we thought we'd start recording her answers to those questions so that we could share them with you guys in case you were interested. It's not a full episode of the Taylor Stevens Show. These episodes will be short and sporadic, but if we think you guys would be interested, we will release them between the general episodes. So there's this author whose books I really enjoy. And she's written, there's like a main series and then two spinoff series, and I'm totally bought into all of them. And she, okay. she publishes very frequently. And she has developed this habit of starting the book in the future. So there's a... There's a scene that's very dramatic that would typically take place in act three of the book. And it's the beginning as a way of starting the book with action instead right of the bang. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, and I guess you, you, you did the same thing with in the uh, mask. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the mask. Yeah. In the mask. Yeah. Yes. Yes. At, but she does it every time. And so it, at one point I wanted to write her and say, you have to stop doing this. It's annoying. But now I'm, I, it's like I like it better than starting at the beginning. So why was it annoying and why do you like it better now? Now I'm used to it and I know that it's just the way she does it. And I, under, I think I understand why she's doing it for people who may not already know and love the character. She wants to start the book with some action and then get into the character. Okay. And why did I, because I've read all the books and know all the characters and, you know, I just read the last book six weeks ago. I'd rather just get on, get in, get into the story instead of trying to figure out where this scene is going to take place. And what was it that made you feel it was annoying at first before you got used to it? The fact that it kept happening. Okay. She's, she's pretty prolific. And so, Okay. It was probably the fourth questions. or fifth book before I, I said, oh, okay, I'm, I'm getting tired of this, but now I'm used to it and I'm, I'm good with it. Okay. So keep going. I got it. That's it. That's it. So that my question, okay. my question was going to be, what do you think about this? And then I realized that you had done exactly the same thing. Oh, but I still have thoughts on it. Okay. <laughs> I have opinions. <laughs> I always have opinions. <laughs> um, well, there's this, this saying that you violate chronology at your own risk. And the only reason why I did that in The Mask is because it was the fifth book in the series, and there's a lot of history already between the characters that had taken place that brought the characters to this time and place for what was about to happen. And there was a bit that needed to be laid out before the real action kicked in. And if somebody had come to this book, uh, let's say raw, completely raw, had never read any of the previous books. And this was the first uh, introduction that they got to this character. The way that that book starts with Monroe arriving in Japan, Bradford there to meet her, they're sort of reconnecting, chance to sort of just, she just gets to play house. It would feel like a romance novel-esque type thing and not at all what it's being pitched at. And I was afraid, and my editor agreed with me at the time, that we might risk losing new readers 
if it didn't have something to, uh, you know, just kick it off, right? Like mm-hmm. to show us that there's something big happening. So that's why I did that. And then the way that I did it very clearly, well, I tried to be clear that, you know, she's having this what the bleep moment when that first fight sequence happens, like how did it all come to this? And to really understand it, you had to go all the way back to the beginning. And that's when it starts with her arriving in Japan. The mistake, the big mistake I made was, and I still don't know how this was a mistake, like people like it didn't have any chapter numbers, so I couldn't follow it. But chapter numbers don't tell you anything about timeline. It's just, hey, here's how you can know instead of page number where you left off, here's where you broke on the chapter, right? Doesn't you could call give chapters names instead of numbers, it wouldn't make any difference. It's just in in practicality, it's just that we rely on chapter numbers to I don't know, we're just used to them. So instead of giving them chapter numbers, I I did a day day, like what day we are in this, and it did it as a countdown. So the story opens with day seven, I think it was, and it jumps all the way back to day minus sixty-three. And I suppose if that had been a little more clear that we were starting in the middle and working our way back to how we got there and then continuing from there. There wouldn't have, there would have been less confusion, but I don't really know how much clear what I could have done to make it clearer than say day minus 63. It's just a lot of people just didn't see the minus. But the point being that you always run a risk when you break chronology even if you are explicitly clear, like I read a book one time, long time ago, where it laid out exactly what day, what year, what character, and where the scene was taking place before the scene even started. And I still couldn't keep track of it because it jumped all over the place. Because when you're reading, you're not building yourself a timeline going, oh, this was 1998, and this was 1999, and this was whatever. So it that you are always going to run the risk of confusing your readers and readers don't like that, like that. They just want this, this smooth ride. So that's why I think when you got several books into it, you knew what to expect. It didn't bother you anymore because your brain's just like, this is what's happening. And now you know what to expect over here. So if all my books had been done that way, I guarantee you people who got the fifth book would not be like, I didn't understand. It's so confusing. Because that they would be used to it. It's when I threw it in there um, as a one-off to try and adjust or make the story read better. Uh, and and I mean, granted, a lot of people did totally follow it. It's just the voices who didn't. Those are the ones you hear from, right? <laughs> and so, um, and so I I wouldn't do it again. Or if I did, I'd find some other way to go about it. And I and I remember this other book that I read also that it started with almost the end, the end sequence. I think it was two people going over the cliff in a car. And and then it went back to the beginning. And I, at the time, and I was still m- much more of a baby writer back then, I was like, well, that's just cheating. I didn't like it at all. I felt like I was being manipulated. Uh, so I, my personal inclination is to avoid that if possible. But in some some cases you just can't and like I already had that inclination to avoid it if at all possible when I wrote the mask and I was just like this is one of those situations where 
not avoiding it is the lesser of the evils unless I just write a completely different story, which I wasn't going to do. So, yeah, I told you I had opinions. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome.